Welcome to the Dell Technologies Retail Power Chat podcast series, where you hear from the experts about retail digital transformation. Hello, everyone. Bruce Hall here, and welcome to another Dell Technologies Retail Power Chat. And today we're going to hear about Dell Technologies Retail Loss Prevention Offering. And our guest is Mr. Wayne Arvidson, who's the director of the Global Edge Partner and Industries Office for Dell Technologies. How are you doing today, Wayne? Doing great, Bruce. Great to have you with us, Wayne. Could we start with a little bit of your background, please? Sure. So I run our Global Edge Partner and Industries Office. We're responsible for the relationships that Dell has with application vendors that we go off and create offerings from. We also manage the relationship with key technology partners, such as Intel and NVIDIA, for example. And we've got an extensive process that includes how we validate solutions before they get to market. We're talking about retail loss prevention, also known as inventory shrink. What is the impact of this loss or inventory shrink in the retail industry? It's very big, Bruce. I mean, it's probably the single biggest source of lost revenue for retailers. I mean, if you look at annual reports or 10K statements from a lot of the major retailers that are public companies, there's actually a line item on most of them related to shrinkage. From a percentage of revenue, it varies by region, but it's generally about 1.4 to 2% of total revenue. And if you, you think about that in light of the margins that retailers are making on a lot of things, it's a pretty significant impact. Maybe you can also weigh in on how is this made worse by the current retail environment that we find ourselves in? It's interesting because one of the things going on with the current macro situation out there, one is, interestingly, retailers are finding a lot more activity at their stores. But one of the things that they're trying to do is they're trying to minimize contact between people. And so there's been a big shift in adopting self-checkout stands. Like if you go into a lot of these major retailers, The self-checkout stand used to be the anomaly, right? There were maybe two or four of them. And now all of a sudden you're seeing the majority of the checkout areas are self-checkout and there's only one or two manned stands. So it's really shifted what the retailers are doing from an operations perspective. And with that, it introduced some additional risk, right? Because you've got people managing the process themselves. I know when I walk into a retailer now, the first thing I look for is the self-checkout aisle, and I've gotten more comfortable (laughs) with that. It seems to work a little better these days. It used to be that if you looked at it funny, it would flash the light and the attendant would Mm -hmm. have to come over. They seem to be working a lot better these days. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would. And a lot of it has to do with the underlying technology. For example, in the offering that we've developed, one of the things that we've been focused on is the computer vision aspect of what could be done to reduce loss at the register. Understanding real-time video analytics like we do, and also with our leadership role in the safety and security space, we identified some interesting applications that merge those two things together. So not only are we using the technology that's in the self-checkout stand, but we were able to combine that with the camera technology that was already existing in the store for traditional loss prevention applications, if you will. Observing the aisles and the checkout areas and things like that for people walking out with things that they didn't pay for. So it's been an interesting combination of technologies that's really created this advance. 
What are some of the ways that you're seeing shrinkage take place at retailers today, especially in these self-checkout aisles? We're seeing things like switching of barcode tags. That's a pretty common practice. Also, placing a lower-priced item under an expensive item. So if you're watching, it looks like an item is being scanned. However, the one that's actually being picked up on the barcode reader is the lower-cost item. And then in some cases, they're actually deftly bypassing the scanner while scanning other devices. So in other words, one's making its way into the bag while the other one's actually going across the scanner at the same time. So there's some creative element to it. This is not a tips and techniques program for people listening. We're trying to let people know where the problems originate. And I guess my next question would be, without any kind of advanced technology to help with this problem, how are retailers responding to this today? It's a very labor-intensive situation. So even though they've created self-checkout, they've had people monitor what's going on. One of the common things that you've seen is people at the exits trying to compare receipts to what's in the bag as people are leaving. And again, they can only check so many people. You've got other people that are pretty creative about looking at the timing. Perhaps somebody's engaged with another customer. That's my turn to get out of the store with the bag, with the things that I put in it. Prior to our solution, it's been a very labor-intensive type of process, or they have to rely on maybe they catch something in one of the safety and security cameras that's above the register area. Well, that's interesting. So let's say a retailer now wants to implement some sort of technology to help with loss prevention. Can you describe for us Dell's loss prevention offering and how it interfaces to equipment that's already on the floor? The solution is actually pretty straightforward. We offer a server-based solution that includes graphics acceleration. The partner that we work with on that front is NVIDIA. We utilize the barcode scanner itself. In some cases, there may be a scale mechanism that's interfaced in for weight. And then there's generally at least a camera in the checkout station itself. And then it'll be coupled with the safety and security cameras that are in the store already. Normally, most retailers have some amount of cameras located above the checkout stands currently, and so it interfaces with that as well. The key component running on that hardware is an AI-based application that then is able to look at these practices and identify where there's issues. So generally what's happening is, one, they're interfaced in with the inventory control system. What happens is, based on the barcode, they know what the item should look like in its approximate size and weight based on the information that it has from the inventory system. So how does the system respond when it detects some sort of loss going on? What it does is when the scan happens, it's comparing that with the visual data. If those two things don't match, it's stopping the process at the register. So it'll actually halt the register. It won't allow any other scans to take place. And then it allows for a store associate to intervene in the process and see what the problem is. One of the hallmarks of AI systems is they typically get smarter over time. Is that true here? The learning engine's constantly being enhanced. So as the system gets experience, seeing what's happening from these basic parameters, as well as 
observing behaviors of people that are using the self-checkout. The AI partners that we've worked with have been able to enhance their models so that they can look at not only just the physical things, but now they can also look at things like behaviors. What are some of the typical things to look for? You know, how does somebody stand in relation to the scanner? What happens when you have multiple people at the register watching hand motions and things like that? That is one of the beauties of artificial intelligence and machine learning is that we're able to take this footage that comes from the cameras and we're able to update and enhance these models as we learn or when we've seen someone perhaps be successful. It's pretty amazing technology, but it's not a heavy lift for the retailer because, again, it's a server with a couple of GPUs in it that connects and interfaces into the rest of the system that's there. We've been very focused on the self-checkout lane in our discussion so far, and we both know that's not the only place where we see shrinkage in retail. Can you tell us some of the other shrinkage use cases that you're looking at and how does Dell's retail loss prevention offering help there? Absolutely. And that's a great question, Bruce, because certainly theft is one of the biggest areas, but other things happen in the store, especially like let's take, for example, a grocery store. This is an area where I've got perishable items. They're being delivered to the back of the store. I've got to make sure that those items make their way into the proper storage facility or displays within my store within a certain period of time. And this is another area where this computer vision solution can help. Dell's recently launched an adjacent technology, but again, leveraged off the same platform. So all these use the same core platform. It's just a slightly different application. And in this case, it's a different sensor, a sensor that has both thermal and optical, where traditional cameras just optical. And this also has a way to measure temperature. Can you give us a use case of a system like that in action? In the back of the store, if you have a thermal vision solution, Let's say I had a delivery come in, it's frozen stuff. I can measure the temperature. I can set a threshold in the system that says if the temperature on this pallet of goods starts approaching a certain threshold, I've got to alert somebody because we've got to get that stuff into the freezer or you know stocked in the frozen food aisle. And so it's the same computer vision infrastructure with a slightly different sensor on it that can prevent a pallet of ice cream from melting at the loading dock because nobody realized it came in or how long it was sitting there. And again, if that happens or if things get to a certain temperature, the store's got to get rid of that stuff and they can't sell it. Wayne, how did the system come about? What were the origins of this retail loss prevention offering? So it's very interesting. I think as everybody's aware, we work very closely with one of our strategic technology partners, which is NVIDIA. We set up a collaborative lab with them to bring in interesting analytics applications and look at how they behave. And so There was a partner called Malong Technologies that had developed some interesting technology around inventory control and then expanded from there and started looking at, can this use case be expanded to look at things like mating things up at the register? And it evolved into the retail loss prevention offering. Their offering has expanded over time too because their technology at being able to physically recognize an item and its virtual size and weight and color and does it match the description in an inventory control actually has a lot of use cases like they're expanding now into being able to look at produce and grains 
I didn't realize till I talked to them that there were so many kinds of peppers and that the price of peppers varied dramatically. But again, as you look at driving things like automation and checkout, having those types of capabilities built into the system get to be pretty interesting because they facilitate that. So this started from an interesting machine learning and AI partner. And as we all learned, then they expanded their model and then we were able to create this offering. This concludes part one of our podcast. Check back for part two where Wayne discusses other partners in the offerings ecosystem, the lab infrastructure that supports validating the offering and enables POCs, a customer example, how Wayne and his team coach customers to get started, where to find more information, and final thoughts.